Hi, my name is Drew, and I'm here to offer you nothing of value. Hi, you're listening to Nothing of Value, a podcast where our host, Drew, brings friends on to talk about nothing of value. Take it away, Drew. This is the Nothing of Value podcast. As said there in the opening, my name is Drew. Uh, This is an idea I've had for a while here. Um, I probably should have said you might know me from the Spirit of South Park podcast. Um, This originally started out as an idea for myself and my co-host of the Spirit of South Park uh, to do just a conversational podcast. But if there's anything I've learned about Matt, it's that he hates recording podcasts. So I've taken this on my own, and I'm going to use this podcast idea as an opportunity to have random conversations with my friends. Because if there's anything I've learned in my life, it's that I don't sit down and talk to my friends enough, or at least not like I used to. Uh, So today we're going to start off with the first episode with our first guest. You know him from the spirit of South Park. Um... But my good buddy Pat is with me today. How's it going, Pat? It's going great, Drew. Uh, appreciate you uh, having me on on the inaugural episode of Nothing of Value. I appreciate the honor that comes with that. <laughs> it's it's a big deal. It's a prestigious award. Um, you know, this will be the answer to trivia questions years from now. It's going to be on my Wikipedia page. <laughs> I'd be more impressed if you had a Wikipedia page, to be honest. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, this is this is just a little thing. I thought it would be fun to do. I don't know how many episodes there are going to be. I don't know where this is going to go. Um, but we're going to do it, and we're going to see what happens. Uh, the premise of the show is each of us have prepared a list of three random topics, and we're going to bring it up. We're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, we're going to throw it out there. We're just going to have a discussion. We're going to see where it takes us. We might talk about something for, you know, two minutes we might talk about it for 20 we'll see what happens um keep in mind that both lists are completely unknown to the other person so we're just throwing this out there and uh, we'll see where we go um pat is there anything uh, you want to tell uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself before we get started here no i'm just super excited to jump right in and uh, get this thing going okay yeah, we've been uh, we've been thinking about our list here for the last couple of days, so we'll see where it goes. Um, just to uh, maybe give the listeners a little bit of an idea here, uh, Pat and I have known each other for at least twelve years, something like that. It's it's right around there. And yeah, we didn't meet each other in person <laughs> until about four months ago. Yep, three months ago. Um, but we we have a very strong online relationship through fantasy football and baseball leagues and uh, video gaming, um, and so this is what a lot of our relationship is: is us just talking online. Yep, this is the norm. All right, <laughs> this this is it. Yes, so it's it's really no different than usual. I'm gonna take a sip of my raspberry lime seltzer water, and uh, Pat, what are you drinking this? Ooh, evening? I am drinking a nice. Elijah Craig bourbon and Coke, and it's delicious. And it's delicious. Yeah, I went the uh, I went the dry route tonight. Um, much like my sense of humor, I figured it was appropriate. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'll go ahead and get us started off here, and uh, we'll take turns here. I'll go through my first one, and you'll go through yours um, once we finish, and just kind of alternate there. That way, we're not going through somebody's list too quickly. Uh, but the first thing I have on my list here is air fryers and the reason i put air fryers on my list is it's something i see a lot of people talk about it's something i see a lot of people using Um, a lot of my coworkers talk about their air fryers and what they cook in it Um, and recently you know we've got an air fryer what made me think of it was just the other night i prepared chicken wings for the first time i've never made wings before I know it's a crime. I'm 35 and I've never made wings, but I made them in the air fryer and it was actually super easy. I liked it. But then I saw a tweet the same day that really hit home to me. And uh, I can't remember who said it. I tried to find it before the show and I couldn't. But the guy said, 
I'm very disappointed to learn that an air fryer is just a toaster oven, and nobody told me this before. And he's right. That's all it is. It's it's a fancy, it's a fancy toaster oven. I have a toaster oven in my kitchen, sitting maybe eight inches away from my air fryer, <laughs> and they do the exact damn same thing. Well, do you have a convection what? oven in your house? Yes. Yeah, that's more more similar to your your air fryer than just a, yes. a toaster oven. But you're you're damn right. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> they they do the exact mm-hmm. same thing. Like I could cook. The exact same items, French fries. I could do my wings in there. I could do anything, and it's it's the same thing. One's one's a little louder than the other one, um, but I I struggle to see a difference otherwise. What's your experience with air fryers? So Matt? we got an air fryer for Christmas or anniversary or something a couple years ago from my mother-in-law. I've used it maybe five times. Just you know, it's one okay. of those things. I'm not impressed by them. I'm not. Yeah. Um, I like using it for like small things like, hey, the kids are hungry at lunchtime. All right, I'll throw a couple chicken tenders and some french fries in there, and there you go. Yeah. But other than that, if like cooking for the whole family, that's out of it because it's like you only can fit so (laughs) much in there. And it's just, right. it's pointless. You When we have a convection oven, so it does the exact same damn thing. It's just yep. on a bigger scale, so. Maybe maybe if you're, uh, you know, if you need a lot of food, you can use both at the same time, I guess. That's right. M- maybe about it. Yeah, but um, the crazy, so when we bought this oven, they're actually now selling ovens that are air fryer ovens. Did you know that? Really, I did not. Yeah, know and and they charge like five hundred dollars more f- just for that feature. Okay, and what is what does this oven do differently? Um, that makes it an air fryer oven. Is it just like a basic oven? But it, it was blue it uses, in like, color. Air fryer technology. Yeah, it was. Blue. It was blue. It in was color. blue. That was the difference. The inside of the oven wow. was blue, and maybe the fan so in it was a little bit more powerful than a regular okay. convection oven, but. Ultimately, it's the same damn thing. So if you're a former member of the band Eiffel 65, there's an oven out there waiting for you. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Um, so here's here's one area that the air fryer has changed my life. Um, most of the time, and by most of the time, I mean four to five days a week. I put a couple weeks together if I'm really good. But most of the time I eat what they call an NSNG diet, which stands for no sugar, no grains. Um, no fun. something you really want to – yeah, no fun, right? Um, I'm a bigger guy. It helps me maintain my weight. And when I really try, I lose weight very quickly that way. It is a slightly harder version of keto. Um, but anyway, I eat and I prepare a lot of bacon, a lot of burger – and being able to put bacon in the air fryer and cook it as quickly as I do beats the hell out of putting it in uh, uh, the cast iron skillet, which I usually did because I'm a big cast iron guy too. Um, but I do enjoy how quickly I can cook my three pounds of bacon every week. Have you ever um, put bacon in the oven? I have put bacon in the oven, but I don't like the mess that comes with it. The nice thing about the air fryer is that it is a very easy cleanup, and I'm able to dump all my grease into the jar and save it because I save my bacon grease too because bacon Who grease doesn't? is delicious. Just like, right? Um, and it's just a very quick, easy way for me to make bacon. And you know what? It gets it right almost every time. As long as your time and your temperature are right, it makes perfect bacon. You know, if Chris Chagot is listening... I have a little interjection here. When working with him at the restaurant many, many moons ago, he actually dumped his phone in bacon grease. (laughs) And uh, he looked up and he goes, I don't think that was a bad thing. And the phone still worked and he got a nice, pleasant aroma every time he uh, had him take a phone call. (laughs) You know what? I feel like he's told me that story before. Um, but I'm going to have to ask him about it again because that's that's good. Um, is there anything else you need to say about the air fryer? I think when it comes to um, overrated kitchen countertop appliances, I think the air fryer is right up there on my number one. 
as over the most overrated. O- most overrated. Uh, I mean, it doesn't do anything that uh, oven will do. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just I'm trying to think of anything anything else that might be higher than that. Um, maybe maybe like a, a juicer, but yeah, even yeah. then, or that <laughs> set funny. it and forget it thing. Funny you say a juicer. My uncle bought us a juicer for Christmas, but I don't know, probably five or six years ago now. And my wife and I both looked at each other and go, what the hell are we supposed to do with this? <laughs> was it a magic bullet? I don't know. I sent it back to Amazon. It wasn't even a magic bullet, I don't think. It was like, I don't know, like the <laughs> Dollar General juicer or something. Nice. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, that was funny. So, yeah, I think I think you hit it the nail on the head there. Juicer, then air fryer. But, again, um, useless stuff that just takes up space in on the countertop or wherever you store your appliances. Right, right. All right, last question here about the air fryer. If you had to give it a grade, and let's use a school scale here, A through F, you can include your plus or minus. If you had to give a grade to your air fryer, what would you give it? A C. I think that's fair, and I feel like I'm a little more hyped on the air fryer than you. I'd give it a B minus. Okay, we're pretty close with that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Pat. What's your first topic here? Well, this is hilarious because my topic also is about food. And (laughs) I am a big guy, and I love eating out at fast food restaurants. So I want to know, Drew, what is your favorite fast food restaurant? What is your favorite burger? Who has your favorite French fries? So we'll yeah. start there. I, I was not ready for such a loaded question. And that's the thing here. Like, I was just thinking topics, like things to talk about. But I love that you asked a question right away because this can go anywhere. Um, I do want to go back to what you said. When I was coming up with topics, food was like everything I could think of. And I'm like, <laughs> come on, you just got to limit yourself to one food thing here because we can't, we can't do this. Um, I'm going to let you go first. You said first fast food. We'll do, we'll do one category at okay. a time here. Okay. All right. So – um burger so just your plain favorite burger just a burger if i'm going out to get a burger anywhere see that might be the hardest one for me to answer um man what's your favorite burger you start okay i gotta think so my favorite burger is from a chain that actually originated up in wisconsin and kind of moved south, and it's a chain called Culver's. And they're starting <laughs> to spread out, but their burgers are fantastic. They're the steak burger style where they're smashed yeah. down. But when it comes to just Ooh. fast food, I don't think it gets much better than their burger. Yeah, and you know what? It's funny. When you first asked the question, and is this – I mean, I'm good here either way. Culver's was one of the very first things that came to mind. Um, it's probably the place I get a burger from the most. They have a burger they do called the Pub Burger. It's delicious. I've had that before. Oh, it's oh, it's it's, it's actually my favorite. It is. It is, and it's it's something they only bring on the menu like once or twice a year. That pepper mayo, but man. when they have it, oh, the pepper mayo. They do it on a pretzel bun. Sometimes, sometimes it's not a pretzel bun, but it is just fen- a phenomenal burger. Um, I think they do like a three cheese one, and they have a, they have another one that I said was like the pretzel house burger, um, but those are always good. But those are kind of specialty. If if I say to myself, I'm going out and I'm getting a fast food burger, and I I want to experience this, I know it's just going to be, you know, exactly what I want it to be. I'm going to Hardee's and I'm getting a Frisco burger every time. Ooh. So a lot of that harkens back to when I was younger, the town I grew up in, we had uh, we had a Hardee's and a McDonald's. Um, but in high school, they had a deal where if you had a student ID, you could buy a burger and get fries and a drink for free with your ID. Um, I ate a lot of Frisco burgers. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they have it just right the way they toast the bread, the bacon, the amount of cheese. It's just, it's the perfect burger. It, no doubt in my mind, when I go fast food, if... If I can find a Hardee's, because where I live now, they're kind of hard to find. Um, but for sure, that's my favorite burger. All right. 
now let's move on to French fries. French fries. So your favorite fast food French fries. Okay. Uh, do you want to take this one first? I, I can go if you want. Um, I can go first. It's fine. Um, okay. I actually enjoy Five Guys Cajun French fries. I think those are okay. fantastic. Now, I can't speak to that. I've never had those. Um, as soon as you said fries, my first thought was Arby's Curly Fries. Solid choice. About, solid choice. About about six years that would have been my six years ago that would have been my answer. But my wife spent a lot of time in the hospital at one point in time, and I ate a ton of Arby's because <laughs> <laughs> it was the closest thing to the uh, hospital, and I kind of burnt myself out on them. Did I you don't ever have their jalapeno cheese bites with the uh, yes the bronco berry sauce? Yes, phenomenal. Yeah, that's uh, the biggest thing. The, the, I refuse to go to Arby's right now because they have gotten rid of them and taken them off the menu. No Bronco Berry they sauce. They did nothing. You're you're breaking news to me right now. When, yeah. When did this happen? Uh, well, I haven't been to Arby's in about a year and a half. So. Okay, your Arby's must suck because I got some jalapeno bites at Arby's within the last month. Well, I guess my Arby's does suck. Your Arby's sucks. <laughs> that and, hey, it's and, better. And those loaded potato cakes. Those loaded potato cakes with yep. ranch dressing were delicious. Yes. Um, but no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forgo the Arby's curly fries here, and I'm going to say my favorite fast food fries are Wendy's. They do the cut from uh, real potatoes. Like, they don't take the skin off. They got it. I'm not a big salt on my fries guy, and they... They get it just right with the amount of salt usually, and I I love Wendy's fries. I I enjoy have you them. tried the new fries that they just came out with? I have not. Neither have I, but being, they look delicious. Being NSNG, I don't do a ton of fast food anymore. Um, but I'll put that on my my cheat list next time <laughs> I cheat. All right, and the last little um, bullet point I have in my first topic is, what is your go to Taco Bell order? Oh, another classic question. Because everyone has um, a to-go, a yeah. go-to Taco Bell order. So it's interesting with me. Mine changes. I eat a lot of Taco Bell because within the parameters of what I eat, I can get away with one tortilla maybe once a week if I, you know, if I'm doing it right. Um, but if there's no restrictions in place, I always go. Uh, chicken quesarito, which you can still order the quesarito if you use the online app. They don't have it on the menu, which if you're not using the Taco Bell app, you need to right away. Life-changing? It is life-changing. You mm. get rewards for it. I basically get a free Doritos taco every other time I go. Um, but anyway, quesarito, Doritos taco, and then depending on what I'm getting from my family, because my family likes different things, if one of my kids wants two tacos, I order the three taco meal and then I just eat the extra one. Um, or solid dad move right there. Yeah, that's right. That's that's called a dad pro move right there. Um, and I'll also get like the little uh, chicken chipotle melt. It's only like a dollar. It's a nice little add in. Gets a little spice, a little chicken. Um, and then I always to drink. I get the uh, orange kickstart. Now. I might that might be my hottest food take is I think Baja Blast is absolute garbage. I concur with you, that Pat? statement. Oh, Baja Blast very is often. trash. It's sugar water. Yeah, like if you took a pixie stick and you dumped it in a glass of water, it would be Baja Blast. <laughs> but what's your your go to Taco Bell order, Pat? All right, so my go to Taco Bell order revolves around the chicken quesadilla. Their chicken quesadilla yep. at Taco Bell is perfection. <laughs> it's what I seriously hold all other chicken quesadillas up to, is how it compares to the Taco Bell chicken quesadilla. So I, mm -hmm. that's my always go-to, boom, chicken quesadilla and on there. Let me add in here, that's my that's my 1B. If I don't go quesadilla, quesadilla I go quesadilla every time. And then, the yeah. and then I got to go Cheesy Gordita Crunch, get a Cheesy Gordita mm -hmm. Crunch, because they're phenomenal. They're, that's probably my favorite Taco Bell item, 
is the cheesy gordita okay. crunch. And then uh, I don't. If I'm don't feeling frisky, that. just regular hard shell taco. Just <laughs> frisky. <laughs> <laughs> when I really want to tempt fate. Yeah, that's right. Um, what, if what's I your bought, beverage? If if I bought extra toilet paper that week. <laughs> So you didn't eat it during all of COVID. (laughs) (laughs) What's your beverage choice from Taco Bell? Did I miss that? No, my beverage choice uh, from Taco Bell, I'm I'm not a big soda drinker. So I generally don't get a beverage and just straight up drink water. Okay. That's respectable. Probably prevents uh, other uncomfortable feelings. I get it. (laughs) <laughs> all right now in the interest of saving time i could go on here more and more about taco bell stuff um actually i am going to ask one more question here and then we'll move on taco bell breakfast have you had it i have i have i had it from the get-go so i don't know about you but taco bell breakfast is a staple in our house sunday mornings it is pretty much tradition for me to get up and go to the nearest taco bell which when you live in the middle of nowhere is still 20 minutes away, and get breakfast for everyone in the family. Um, it is delicious. They got rid of my favorite breakfast menu a while, or my breakfast favorite breakfast item a while back, the uh, steak and egg quesadilla, which was phenomenal. Uh, but the breakfast crunch wrap is a phenomenal item. I wish they had it on the menu all day because I would eat it all day. Um, Do you remember yeah. the waffle taco? When it when they first yes. came out and just the yes. how the internet blew up with the waffle taco, yes. And you want to know what? I wish they that thing was damn good. It was. It's a shame they got rid of it. I mean, they gave you a little cup of syrup to dip it in. Oh man, delicious. <laughs> I I know there's a podcast already out there called this, but I feel like we could just call this the I'm Fat podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, that that sounds amazing. I wasn't hungry before we started, but now I am. You're welcome. And this is All right, last chance. This is not an advertisement for Taco Bell either. Yes, we are not advertising for anyone. Um, Unless they want to. Money our way, though. Absolutely. No, nope, right. I am done with my first topic. Okay, I'll move on to my second topic. This one was added to the list late today. I want to know your thoughts on Pluto not being a planet. Ooh, ooh! <laughs> I love it. I love it because I, you're gonna <laughs> you're you're gonna laugh at my second topic because they're somewhat similar. Okay. So Pluto not being considered a planet anymore. I mean, growing yeah, if you up. You need to gather your thoughts here. I can talk for a little bit on uh, it. Growing up, Pluto was a planet. And yes. in my mind, it never ceased to be a planet. So I feel the same way. Uh, in my opinion, Pluto is a planet. And uh, anyone who wants to classify it otherwise, I mean, now there it's a, it was a planet, then it wasn't a planet, now it's a nanoplanet. I mean... Is that the proper classification for correct. it? Correct. Yeah, it's now a nanoplanet. Okay. What's, what's bigger, a nanoplanet or a dwarf planet? I have no clue. Or maybe it's a dwarf, have... dwarf planet. I don't know. But you know, or and what's the difference between a dwarf planet and a moon? I don't know. Right. I think a dwarf planet's bigger than a moon, and a dwarf planet doesn't revolve around a planet like a another. Reg- yeah. yeah. I yeah. guess it. Um. So just checking out the Wikipedia page here because uh, <laughs> we can do that. Um, Pluto is a dwarf planet, and it's in the ring of bodies beyond the orbit of Neptune, which we all knew, right? Now, doesn't, um, like, Pluto and Neptune, don't they switch or something like that? Or is that Uranus and Neptune? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, Pluto has five known moons. Um, Shit, it has moons. How is it a... How it is a dwarf planet? It has yeah. moons. How can... Maybe they're dwarf moons. Maybe, <laughs> maybe wait, wait. dwarf planets can only have dwarf moons. Can we call them midget moons? It just sounds better <laughs> off the tongue. This is 
This is 2021. We can definitely not call them Midget Moons. But, but it sounds so much better on light. the tongue. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. Um, also, while we're looking here, because uh, um, we can talk about these things here. Now I lost it. Uh, Pluto was discovered February 18th, 1930. Um, and it takes... 247 years for Pluto to orbit the sun. Wow. So one year on Pluto. Nine, yeah. 90,560 days. Wow. That's insane. Um, but yeah. I kind of feel the same way you do, you know. Uh, Pluto was a planet. What? I don't know how you can just take planet status away from something. I suppose that's how science works. Um, the more we, we learn... Um, actually, I was just reading here. It says, Pluto periodically comes closer to the sun than Neptune. So, yeah, you were right. I would have never known that before. Hey, I'm right every once in a while now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I don't, I, I've never understood how they could just be like, nah, not a planet. And it's not like not like any of us can challenge them on it, you know. And it's not like, like Pluto like, oh. Pluto changed since 1930 either. Right, right. I think that just means our technology changed. Or, or some asshole scientist was like, "Damn it, I want to be remembered. This is a planet, right?" And uh, you know, then another asshole scientist came through later and was like, "No, no, Chuck, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's it's not a planet." So yeah, um, here on the Nothing of Value podcast, Pluto will always be recognized as a planet. That's right. <laughs> and let's take let's take a drink for Pluto. <laughs> All right, that's all I've got for my second topic. Pat, why don't you go with yours? All right, well, for my second topic, since we got all the, we started out with fast food, now we are getting <laughs> right into something that I love, aliens. More specifically, <laughs> the Roswell incident. Oh, man, that is weird how we kind of match that up. I mean, <laughs> and this is crazy because, we, I mean, we've been texting back and forth about you know i'm so excited for my list and but we had no clue that any of this no was going to happen going to be on here and yeah. uh, hmm. so how familiar are you very with the roswell very. okay have you watched all yeah. the documentaries and all that stuff um not recently but i grew up in a very science friendly family um, my older brother is very much into outer space and all the possibilities that could be. Um, I remember, well, and my, <laughs> my, my uncle I have who hunts Bigfoot, he's uh, always into... Wait, 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 um, wait. Way to know, bury the lead there. Wait, <laughs> yeah, wait right. to, because that's... on one of my lists for possible topics the next time I'm a guest... <laughs> is Bigfoot. Well, that will be one to definitely hold on to because I can talk for like half an hour on Bigfoot. <laughs> um, you should get him yeah. on and talk about Bigfoot. Oh, right? Oh, my gosh. It would be it would be a pod series. Would, I'd have to just make it my own pod. <laughs> There's a thought. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I just made you a million but, dollars. Uh, right? I'm sure there's Bigfoot pods out there. We'll have to look for that. Um. But no, he, he's always had a very curious mind, and he's always uh, exposed me to, to different things like that. I remember watching the old uh, alien autopsy tape that was supposedly came out from there. Um, a lot of I remember also listening to books on tape with my grandfather before he passed away. And this was, I mean, this was a long time ago. He passed away in 99. And he was he was very sick toward the end of his life. So pretty much all he could do is, you know, sit in a chair and watch the Cubs games and uh, lay in bed and listen to books on tape. And I remember, you know, laying in bed with him, listening to things about Roswell. And as, you know, at the time I was probably, what, eight or nine. I didn't understand a lot of it, but I always thought it was fascinating. But um, it's not something I've researched fairly recently, but it was something I always knew a little bit about growing up. So I eat what I eat Roswell up. I love it. I love it. I listen okay. to podcasts about it. I watch all the documentaries and everything. It's just it, I love it. 
So my question to you, Drew, is do you think aliens crash landed in Roswell, New Mexico in July 1947? Hmm. Short answer, yes. So you believe in aliens then? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Same page. I think I think one of the most ignorant thoughts anybody could have is to think that we would be the only beings in the solar system or universe is the word I want, not solar system. Um, Cause there's so many different stars and galaxies and everything out there. Like someone, something somewhere has to exist. Exactly. Um, Getting deep and when here. You think about how, how, yeah, I know. When you think about how vast everything is, the, the probability of someone or something coming here and visiting, maybe, maybe it is a little far-fetched, but do I think there's something out there? Absolutely. I do think there are a lot of questions around Roswell that were never answered. And I honestly don't know if we'll ever get those no, answers within our lifetime. They're lost to history. A lot of yeah. you know, a lot of it. And the thing I do always find interesting about the Roswell um, incident is a lot of the interviews people do that were there and when they say the things that they supposedly saw or, you know, when they were they talk about being sworn to secrecy by certain people and and things like that they seem fairly consistent now is it possible a group of people are like oh yeah we're just going to make up the story and run with it cuz why not we'll be famous it's possible just like the guy who but, invented pluto as a planet you're right <laughs> right i'm going to go out on top um but yeah yeah uh, the short answer yes i think i think i believe there are aliens and i believe that it was possibly something alien craft and alien being related at roswell what are your thoughts so with the whole roswell incident i am honestly 50 50 i think it could go either mm-hmm. way um the fact that the how the government has changed you know what it was multiple times throughout their investigations and whatnot is kind of, you know, actually that's what exactly leads to the alien conspiracy theory and all that stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, the local area around Roswell, New Mexico, has just taken off and uh, just... Oh, as they should. Exactly. And, uh, but, you know, uh, do I believe in aliens? Yep. And do I think they visit Earth? Yep. Do I think... (laughs) Roswell was them, like I said, 50-50. But, uh, yeah, I just, uh, like I said, I eat, I eat that up. What's, what's the most compelling evidence you've heard for the Roswell incident being aliens? Ooh. Um, well, I mean, the, the alien autopsy footage I thought was fake <laughs> like from the yes get-go. it was obviously fake yeah. it was fun but it was fake. right um uh i mean just the for me the evidence revolves around uh that piece of like what they called aluminum foil that like they could crinkle it up i always think of that too they can crinkle it yeah. up and it, and then it just comes right back to being flat and it was like almost mm-hmm. impenetrable and stuff like that. That's kind of what leads me to believe that, hey, I don't think we have that material invented, or at least at that time. Yeah. Um, I know one thing that always stuck out in my mind was people made the comment about how quickly technology developed and changed after the Roswell incident, like along the lines of, yeah, we obviously found some things or saw some things within that wreck that we were able to take and learn about that technology and find ways to use that for ourselves. Um, And I don't remember who it was or where it was, but somebody documented or pointed out just the the ways technology changed that that could have been attributed to that. And I always thought that was an interesting way to think about what could have came from that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, you know, there's just been numerous 
documentaries made after it and about it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's some, if you just Google search Roswell, New Mexico conspiracy theories, holy cow, you just see some of the craziest, <laughs> craziest Get ready stuff. to jump down the rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. And that I did. I mean, there's one that, uh, I mean, claims that Joseph Stalin and Joseph Mengele, you remember the German oh, yeah. Dr. Mengele, German SS yep. officer? Yeah, they're the ones that are kind of behind that crash. I mean, just stuff like that all over the place. Really? Oh, yeah. That might be a bit of a stretch, but I'm sure it's entertaining. Hmm. I was just thinking now that we've had this discussion, uh, how how little I know, like in terms of current stuff about Roswell. Like I've not I've not looked into it for so long. Like I'm aware of it and I have my thoughts on it, but I need to update those thoughts. <laughs> update the information bank. Interesting. Anything else you would like to add before we move on? No, no. Hit us with your third topic, Drew. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that does it for me on Roswell, but I might come back to it if I think of more. You've got my brain going. Um, all right, so I, I decided to choose something a little more current, a little more topical. Um, what are your thoughts on lockdowns? So we've got governments over all over the globe. Um, imposing lockdowns maybe for those who are unvaccinated or for, um, obviously we had, we had some forms of lockdowns, you know, here within the last couple of years based on virus spread and all that kind of thing. Just in general, what are, what are your thoughts on that? And I, you don't have to get political necessarily. Um, but yeah. So for me, it's, I do not like lockdowns at all. However, I also I think it's sad that we even have to do lockdowns because yeah. the ability and to not have to do that is right there as far as like getting the vaccine. It's the answer. It's right there. Also, what you have to do is get it and you're fine. Um yeah. You know, when the virus first came out and you were seeing videos of just the craziness in, in going on in China and Italy where they were literally having semi-trucks full of dead bodies and people walking around in hazmat suits, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't want to go anywhere. I was more than willing to right. stay in my house and be like, yes. okay, let's just try to not do anything, live with what we got at the house. Because at that yeah. point there were just so many unknowns about what was going yeah. on, but I think, yeah, I feel like a lot of that to an extent is is used as a scare tactic. Um, but at the same time, you can't deny the fact that the virus is real. The virus spreads, um, and we need to do our best to mitigate that. However. I don't know if lockdowns really had that much effect on it. I think. Well, when you to me, have you did you have you looked up anything? Because like in Australia, and they did like <laughs> lockdowns, and yeah. and they literally did like a fourteen day lockdown right at the onset. Boom, or maybe it was mm-hmm. even twenty one day, and then they went like a year without a positive case. They had one. Now, was that Australia or New Zealand? Well, both. There was one in, okay. uh, like, I think. Because I was thinking, I was thinking Australia was still having a lot of issues. Well, I'm, t- I'm t- it's more specifically a province of Australia. I'm not. Okay. I'm, I can't remember okay. offhand which one it was, but the stats yeah. were just ama- like crazy. Like they had they they got one positive case, locked down for seven days. Everybody came out just fine. It was, but they've literally had like one positive case in the last year and a half. And then New Zealand, like April last year, they were having huge concerts and stuff. Right. And they attributed it all to the lockdown. So, I mean, do I know if they're effective or not? It's kind of hard to argue against it 
when you know they're having huge concerts and get-togethers while we're sitting there <laughs> playing Call of Duty. Right, right. Um, yeah, I still... To, to me, from what I've seen, I feel like the bigger issue there is personal responsibility. Whether exactly. that's cleaning yourself, you know, washing your hands, whether that's limiting your exposure to certain people and certain things. In situations, Whether that's wearing even. a mask. Right, exactly. Um, and I think, I feel like that's where we fail more often than not. I, like I said, I don't know... I don't I don't feel like anything really like I don't think that the two months I sat at home and didn't go to work made that much of a difference versus if I would have been going to work. But I think what the biggest difference there was it was new. We didn't know what to do about it. So we took the safest or the perceived safest way about it. And, um, you know, you, you know, my feelings on the lockdown in terms of. Yeah, it was great. I didn't have to go anywhere. <laughs> I went to the grocery store once a week. Um, my responsibilities were limited. It was like I was in college all over again. <laughs> and yeah, I'll sign up for that. Is that how I would want to live the rest of my life? No. Um, I Do I think there are some concerns for what could happen in terms of things like economy and um, just society, a, a, if yeah, if abuse of power to stay from the government for a long time. Yes, right, right, and I definitely don't agree with the way the government has handled a lot of it. Oh, they've been terrible. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, like I said, I don't want to get too political, right. but yeah, and it doesn't matter because um, we know we live in a democratic state, and I thought the way that our governor dealt with the situation was terrible and i agree uh, on a national yes. level the way that the government dealt with was terrible as well yeah i agree i feel like i feel like we had two extremes in terms of how political people dealt with the lockdowns or just i mean covid in general and i don't think either one of them were right mm-hmm. um i'm a big believer in personal choice and I think when it comes to vaccines and masks and all those things, I, I do think people should have that choice. However, I also don't have a lot of faith in just the average person. Right. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people would not do their due diligence in those cases. Um, I didn't necessarily mean for this to take such kind of a serious turn. But I was curious for your thoughts on that because I know that's a conversation you and I hadn't had. Um, but yeah, from from my standpoint, I like the lack of responsibility with a lockdown. Um, and the the saddest part of lockdown was realizing that my life didn't change at all, like my social life or anything didn't change. It's like, <laughs> oh, I still do the same things I did before. Yeah. Um, I get. I but I can see where if I was more. a more social, right. I can see where if I was a more social being, that might have driven me nuts. Um, I know there's been some talk where I work, because I, I guess numbers are going up again from what I've seen, and um, there's been some talk about changing and going back and working from home for a little bit, and if people would actually do that, but I don't, I don't know. But that's what got me thinking about lockdowns earlier today. Um, now, what if, what if it was a situation where it was something like a lot worse than COVID? Um, Maybe maybe a lot a lot deadlier. We had to lock down for like an extended period of time. That would be that would be scary. I mean, COVID was scary as it was mm-hmm. the initial the beginning part of it, and it's still you know a little it's concerning now. I wouldn't call it scary, um, but that's I think that's what s- sits in the back of my mind is you know what if this was something worse? Yeah. Then it gets to be. A I real mean, scary when thought. you start diving into some. COVID-19 conspiracy theories and things of that nature. You actually, uh, one of them is, is that COVID was a test run for something yeah. even worse. I've heard that. Yep. And uh, I've... it's just one of those things where uh, my biggest thing is making sure that my family is as prepared as we can be, like have enough food on hand for, mm-hmm. I mean, 
I don't have like buckets of freeze dried food sitting in my garage or anything like that. But of course not. They're sitting in your bunker. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, it was one of those things where like we luckily had just run to Sam's Club before the run on toilet paper, so we had plenty of toilet paper and paper towels. And, or, yeah. and uh, we had just gotten uh, some sanitizer wipes and stuff like that, so it was it was not yeah. like we were in need of that. And when we would go out, and you know, there was the huge run on on pallets of oh my god, Walmart's getting in toilet paper, and people are posting yeah. on the and we would go and get some, and then give them to people who needed it, friends. Or family that that needed it, <laughs> which ironically, um, that's how I was able to get antibacterial wipes. Was oh, from yeah. you. I completely you, forgot you, about that when I was. <laughs> I was going to say about you mailed them up to me. Remember? Yeah. Um, yeah. I I looked for the longest time. So the worst part is the Monday before everything got super serious. So like, what was it? It would have been like March 9th, twenty twenty. I went grocery shopping that day after work and. I remember standing in the aisle, and I'm looking at the three-pack of antibacterial wipes because nobody's freaking out yet. And I'm like, oh, I'm looking at them. I'm like, I think we got we got a package still at home. I don't need them. And, boy, did I regret that for months. <laughs> and finally, one day, you and I were talking. I don't know. It was maybe May. And, uh, yeah, it, uh, it became a matter of, hey, I'll ship those up to you. Yeah, no problem. And... Uh, so that's how I had antibacterial wipes for a long time, because um, <laughs> I had them shipped from six hours away. That's right. Oh, it was a crazy time when you think about it, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. So thank you again for that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I think I've had enough of talking about lockdowns and COVID before it gets too depressing. Hopefully you've got a good pick-me-up here for our last topic. Yeah, I'm going to switch... Uh the 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 vibe up a little bit here and all right one of the things i love is music and um i love love lists and one of the biggest things that i love is overrating uh, or like the overrated bands and the the some of these publications that come out and they list their overrated bands and so this particular one that I chose came out in May of this year, 2021. Okay, so you have an actual list you're going to be reading. Right. And then, okay. um, and it's their 10, or it, it's more than that, but I'm going to read off the top 10 most overrated bands from Direct Expose. And uh, number 10 is Rush. Okay, hang on here. Okay. Is this, is this, this is all time? All time. All time. Okay. Okay. So number ten, Rush. Number nine, The Sex Pistols. Number eight, U two. Number seven, The Jimi Hendrix Experience. Number six, The Dave Matthews Band. Number five, <laughs> Janis Joplin. Number four, Maroon Five. Number three, Metallica. Number two, Yes. And number one is Pink Floyd. So my question okay, to you, there's, Drew. There's a lot to digest yeah, there. Is how do you feel about this list, one, and what are your top three most overrated all-time bands? Okay, so number – oh, gosh, I that was actually a lot easier for me to fill that out in my mind. I came up with two really quick. Um, so sidebar here before we get going on this. You said Dave Matthews came in at number six. At number six, yeah. I have a strong opinion on Dave Matthews. There are two types of opinions when it comes to Dave Matthews' music. You either hate him with a burning passion – and want nothing to do with his music, as soon as it comes on the radio, you will turn it off and you will say, God, I fucking hate Dave Matthews' band. Or 
you're the type of person that will murder your mother to get concert tickets to go. <laughs> yeah, because they're like there's no in between two hundred dollars for lawn <laughs> seats or something like that. Right, right. I feel like like my cousin is very adamant that the Dave Matthews Band is the worst band in the world, and I love getting him to talk about it because he gets kind of fired up about it, and it just makes me laugh. <laughs> um, I have a friend from college who I don't talk to, but I'm friends with on Facebook. He's he's single. He's my age, so 35, and he probably goes to like five Dave Matthews concerts a year, and he's always posting pictures and talking about how great it is. And if you know this guy and his personality, like it makes sense. But I'm pretty sure he'd murder someone to go to a show. Um, but I digress. My personal opinions on Dave Matthews is actually that I don't fit into one of those two categories. If I'm in the mood for it, I'll listen to it. Um, I'm not going to go out of my way. If I was offered Dave Matthews tickets for free, I'd take them, but I wouldn't pay to go. So um, so you said Rush at 10. Right. That's fucking bullshit. Um, yeah, there are co- I, I don't think this person really, really in, enjoyed the music. 60s because you have uh, right? or, like Jimi Hendrix experience and Janis Joplin. I mean, okay. come the fuck on. Now, there's, there's two I'll say right there. I've never been impressed with Jimi Hendrix. I know it's that's a big thing for a lot of people. It's it just never been my thing. Like, I'm not saying he's, he wasn't talented. He wasn't great. It just wasn't my thing. Um, Janis Joplin, I honestly don't know enough about to to have an opinion there. Um, same with Sex Pistols, I know they were on there. Um, what about U two? U two coming in at number eight. I was wondering about that too. I think you could say they're overrated because they have a ton of hype, but I'm not sure that their catalog quite backs up that hype. You know, it's kind it's kind of along the Dave Matthews effect. It's one of those things that if it's your thing then, yeah, I get it. That's fine. It's not my thing. Um, but I'd say there's definite, you know, talent there. I think they found a formula and they, they play to it, and it works for them. Um, who else was on the list here? Who was your number one again? Pink Floyd. Was number one? Pink Floyd. I, I don't think they're overrated. I would say they're properly rated. Um, I don't know a lot of their deeper stuff, but I... I think they're different enough that, and they've contributed enough to, to music as a whole. And who is number two? Yes. I, I don't know enough about Yes. They're the, the owner of a Lonely Heart song. That's all I can tell you, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, maybe overrated then if that's the only song I know. Um, but to get on to your question of my list, did I comment on Metallica? No. I definitely don't think they're overrated. They have so many hits. Right, um, and like for them to come in at number three on this list, it's like, what yeah. in the world? And they were they were kind of doing a thing when nobody else was. Like right. they they brought they brought in a very different type of music. They changed music. Um so yeah, I'm gonna hard disagree with that. But anyway, um there's two bands I strongly dislike that a lot of people do like. Um and so I'll put them up at the top. I'm struggling to think of my third um, probably the band that I can't stand that people seem to love. <laughs> I already know where you're and going I think, with this. I think you like them. Um, is Green Day? I surprisingly I don't, I don't get it. Surprisingly, on on, I looked at a bunch of most overrated mu- uh, bands list, and Green yeah. Day so- showed up on a good number of them. Okay, that makes me feel better about my opinion. Um, their their music's just never done anything for me. Like I feel like every song sounds the same, and I know that's like the whiny, bitchy way out of any a musical opinion. Um, but I just feel like it always sounds the same. It's not not anything spectacular. It's not anything I couldn't do without. Um, I just I don't care for them. Um, the other one that I would put on that list right away they do have a different sound and i credit them for that um but the people who are fans of this band like are overzealous about them and i just don't see it i can't i can't get into it and if they're on the radio i will gladly change the station and that is the red hot chili peppers see that's the one i thought you were gonna come with (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me but i i do credit them for being different 
They also um, surprisingly but, showed up on a good number of, of overrated lists as well. I believe it. I was going to say, they're different. I'll give them that. But shitting in a paper bag is also different than shitting in a toilet. <laughs> so take that for what it's worth. <laughs> um, go ahead and tell me a little bit about your list. Let me think on this third one. Okay. Well, my third most overrated band is a band that I hear on the radio all the time nowadays. I mean, my kids absolutely love some of their songs the kid kid bop versions of their songs and that's <laughs> of course the imagine dragons i mean to me it's just like <laughs> nails on a chalkboard i mean yeah. it's uh, like you said they found found what makes them successful and then they just hit repeat probably seven or eight yes. times yes to sell out arenas Yep, um, I don't blame them. But I mean, my number two. Now, don't get me wrong. This is n- not me saying I don't like this band at all. This is just me saying the band is overrated. And also, same for my number one. But my number two, Guns and Roses. And mm. the reason, outside of Appetite for Destruction. I don't, you know, I, I can't sit there and, and honestly think of, of much else they've done besides make headlines and Axl Rose and Slash, you know, argue in the press about each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, hmm. of course, my number one most overrated band, which I get a lot of flack for, for this opinion, but... Um, it's Nirvana. I mean, to me, uh, yeah, I, it, they just, uh, they're overrated to me. I'm sorry. A lot yeah. of their music um, is kind of kind of trash compared to what some of the, the other bands at the time that don't get the, the Nirvana notoriety, the, uh, like Soundgarden, for instance. You know, Soundgarden doesn't mm-hmm. get the notoriety that Nirvana has. And yep. I thoroughly enjoyed what Soundgarden was doing way more than what Nirvana was doing at the same time. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you said that because I have always had a very anti-Nirvana stance. And so I will also make that as my top three list. They'll be my number three. Um, I feel like a lot of their popularity came from the fact that Kurt Cobain went out the way he did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were popular. A lot of bands were popular for that time, and they had a, a following. But then, with anything, you know, you mix in tragedy, and it it changes things. And in this case, the tragedy kind of propelled that forward, I think. Not that I was super aware at the time that that happened, because I was still pretty young, but knowing what I know, um, I do think... I do think to look back at the, the talent they had in the group and some of the things they were doing, I think they had a... Um, you know, they had their role within music and, and what they became and what they contributed, but they're not, yeah, I don't think they are quite um, everything that everyone wants to remember them as. Right, and I mean, like... So, yeah, that's a good call. Dave Grohl has a unique distinction in my, like, personal opinion. He is a member of the most overrated band, the number one overrated band, and he is also yep. a member of the number one underrated band, because my number one underrated band of all time is Foo Fighters. I don't think they get yeah. like if you go back and look at just their discography and all their songs, like on Spotify, it's just hit after hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. It's like, holy cow! I didn't it. it you just never realized how great Foo Fighters are. Yeah. Um, I I think you're onto something there. I always, I've always said that Dave Grohl is insanely talented, and I'm jealous of that talent. And they just seem like awesome no dudes, too. Talent at all. What's that? And they just seem like awesome dudes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, I would say they're on the underrated side. I'm not even a huge fan of a lot of their music. Um, but the songs of theirs I do like. I I uh, 
definitely have an appreciation for their entire catalog because of those. Um, and they do different things. And I, Dave Grohl's done a little bit of everything in his music career, and I think that makes me appreciate him more, too. I mean, he, to me, is like what a rock star is in this day yeah. and age. Sure. I mean, uh, one thing I th- thought you said there that, that made me think was, you know, you said they just have hit after hit. Um, when I was younger, I don't know, this was probably 12, 15 years ago now, um, I went to a concert and saw Stained. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Stained, you know, it's been a while. But then the more songs they played, I'm like, oh, man, that's a banger. That's a great one, too. And they just kept playing. It's like, man, these guys definitely have way more. Now, they definitely have a little bit of the, oh, this sounds like the last song kind of thing going on. Aaron Lewis Um, up there complaining about his relationship with his father. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um, But it it is a case where I think maybe they're a little underappreciated, too. Um, But... I think as we were going through that, I was thinking of Aaron Lewis and kind of what he does now and just kind of showing his range similar to how Dave Grohl has throughout his career. I mean, if you listen to any of Aaron Lewis's country, and I'm throwing up air quotes as I say country, country music. (laughs) Yeah. It's essentially stained with a slide guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, I can say I haven't listened to much of, if any of it, because uh, country music's really not my thing. Um, you just haven't lived I'm in the southern southern uh, <laughs> Illinois in too long there, Drew. No, see, that's, that's the problem. That's why I don't like country music is because I grew up in southern Illinois and everybody thought it was the greatest thing ever. And uh, that's where I draw the line, you know. See, I, uh, <laughs> we flip-flopped. So I grew up in northern Illinois, where I absolutely despised country music. I made fun of people who listened to country music, to be honest with you. And then I worked in a Texas-themed restaurant where we (laughs) literally had country music playing 24-7 over the speakers. And it would drive me absolutely insane listening to this music every single day. But it's grown and grown and grown on me to the point where I thoroughly enjoy country music. And I wouldn't say like the modern country music, like your Florida Georgia Lines and stuff. But Oh, God, don't get me started on Florida Georgia Line. I fucking hate them. Yeah. Yeah, and but Um, like the the actual guys who who write their music and, and... perform the actual artists oh I, I i love every second of it the eric churches chris stapletons you you just got me started on uh <laughs> you just got me started on a florida georgia line kick because you said they write their own music or not they no you, you didn't say they do no. but the, the comment let it um probably their most popular song you know um stay or one of their most popular songs uh was written by one of my favorite bands Blackstone Cherry. Uh, it was released on one of their albums. It was like one of the songs at the end of the album. Um, but they wrote the song Stay, and Blackstone Cherry is a southern rock band, and so it had their sound. Um, you know, Florida Georgia Line comes in, takes it, countrifies it, puts it out there, and people swarm over it. It's a great song. In the terms of the, you know, the song, it is a great song. And they're the ones that got all the popularity for it. But I do remember seeing, I think it went platinum, um, and uh, there was, you know, Blackstone Cherry, the people who wrote it, received uh, a record or some kind of award for writing the song and it going platinum. And I just remember sitting there thinking and reading that one of the, the guys in the band said, yeah, I just always assumed that if we went platinum, it would actually be our version of the song. But, <laughs> um, you know, you take your fame how you get it, I guess. But I always thought that was... Uh, interesting and it's always why i will always hate florida georgia line and we can get into the whole songwriter stuff out of nashville like i could go on for days about that having (laughs) some experience limited but some experience with exposure to it i guess not experience some exposure to it but yeah it's uh yeah 
it's definitely pretty funny. And those guys, I mean, like you, we talked about with Imagine Dragons and all that, they found their formula to crank out song after song that appeases to the masses. Yep. yep. And that's how you find success in the music business. Kind of like you, Drew, that in the podcast dicks. world. You found your formula. Right, right. And now... Yes, because this is this is nothing like um, the formula of my other podcast. <laughs> but it's also not successful, so... Um, yeah, I think that's a good place to start wrapping this up. Um, I don't know what this will become. I don't know when I'll record again. I don't even know when I'll edit this. We're recording this on November 23rd. And I'll be honest, by the time I throw it together, it might be 2022. We'll see. So, Happy New um, Year. Possibly. Yeah, Happy New Year, maybe. Um, But yeah, this is a thing. And as promised, I think we delivered nothing of value throughout the entire episode. Uh, Just two guys having a talk, having some fun, which I think we did. We accomplished all that. Um, Pat, is there anything else you would like to say before we finish up? No, just uh, thank you for having me. It was an honor to be on the inaugural episode. And (laughs) can't wait to come back and talk some more. Yeah, uh, thanks for playing along. Um, I, I enjoyed the wide range of topics we've covered here, and I can't wait to see where we go in the future. I have probably um, 10 listed out right now, ready to go. <laughs> I thought of a few things while we were going through here, so I know there's definitely uh, definitely some range. So, All right, on that note, um, I'm Drew. For my co-host for today, my guest, I should say, Pat, Um, stay safe, stay healthy, be a good person.